I'm here with Paulina Cal y Mayor Galindo. Paulina is from Mexico, but has lived in Madrid and now lives in Cologne, Germany with her husband. She's a psychologist with several specialties, including the emotional well-being of expats. She is also a clever hybrid. Paulina, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, this is going to be a good one, especially for mi gente out there. You're going to enjoy this one. I hope so. <laughs> well, unlike most psychologists, you and your business partner, Aida Lopez Gomez, hi, Aida, are entrepreneurs. But what motivated you two to work together in the first place and start your own thing? We studied together our master's degree in Madrid. And after... A while, we had the opportunity to work a lot together in projects. We did a lot of internships together in mental health institutions. We always loved working together. We had a lot of chemistry and we always said it would be amazing if we could work together at some point. After living in different countries, we found this huge obstacle or barrier that psychologists have. Psychology is regulated in Europe and the U.S., when you have a title in your country, it may not be valid in another country. That can be very frustrating, especially when you are constantly an immigrant. We were thinking that there could be a way to work with people without having to have this regulation. So we found out that consultancy is always an option and we can work with our country's permit and certification. So we thought in this way, our mission is to be able to help other people to work with people that speak Spanish living abroad, but also other psychologists that are struggling like us with these permits, regulations, and so on. So since we are both certified clinicians, we can do it online and working from a consultancy perspective. We thought it was a great way of giving purpose to our situation living abroad. Then it becomes like, okay, I'm here for a reason and I can help other people in the same situation. You're definitely mentors to the community. Yes, we are. A lot of people wonder though, they know that psychology has to do with feelings, but what exactly is the study of psychology? It's a very, very broad science. It depends also from which perspective you take it, but in general is the understanding of human behavior. Psychology for me, it's to be able to integrate all of these dimensions from a human being and make sense of them in a very relatable way. How are these dimensions playing a role in our daily lives and making sense of who we are and our behaviors so that we can align our values and goals and know that we are really fighting for what matters. That for me is the perfect recipe for well-being. This alignment that comes after understanding who we are and what matters to us. It's funny because these were questions we were asking ourselves. Answering these questions was what led us to this project. By the way, we will translate the website this week. So hopefully when you are listening to this, you can find the website also in English. 
Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the website, because even with it just being in Spanish, it's awesome. So you have three major categories, and they're all very interesting, but today we're going to focus on our expat audience. You and I, as expats, can both relate. It can be really isolating and difficult, but there are things you can do to feel more comfortable. First, let's start with your story. I went to Madrid to study my master's degree, and there, straight, I met Florian, my German husband. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we lived for a while in Madrid, which was a, a very nice mixture. A friend was telling me the other day, if you would put Mexico and Germany into a blender, you would get Spain. <laughs> so it was, and it's true, kind of true. It was a very nice mutual common ground where we felt very comfortable. But after a while, he was struggling a little bit to find a job that really made him feel fulfilled. So he suggested we come to Germany. And at the beginning, I was very resistant because of the language barrier. <laughs> Especially since I'm a psychologist, I thought, okay, what, what I'm going to do in a German-speaking country as a psychologist? I, I had to reinvent myself and think, okay, I can work for expats, for example. At the, the moment I was doing my second master's degree and I had to select a topic for my thesis. I selected how to help refugees integrate to the workforce in Germany. And that gave me a lot of purpose at the moment. So knowing I was going to move there, but I was working on how to help other immigrants adapt to this culture helped me a lot in the process. Yeah, it's nice to have purposeful work when you move. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> so yeah, I came here and I've been working online and focusing a lot on expats. More recently, seven, eight months ago, I turned my private practice into AP Psychology with AIDA. We'll see how it grows from there. I'm excited. I'm excited too. <laughs> <laughs> and let's go into some things that you see with your clients that moving to another city is already stressful but when you move to another country especially with the language barrier and a difficult language like German <laughs> people often struggle with feeling like they don't belong when they go back home to visit they don't belong there either so what are some things that you see your clients struggling with it's almost like yourself gets split in, into two. You have your previous identity, how you were and how you related to everyone in your country, and then the new self that you start developing in the new country. So all of these experiences sometimes make us feel like we have our heart broken and it's half there, half here. We struggle to integrate both sides that we have into a definition of who we are. We go to our family and we say, okay, maybe I changed a little bit. I don't necessarily believe these things anymore, but also I like being with my family. I, I see a lot of people struggling when they visit because they don't allow themselves to be vulnerable and to actually enjoy the time with the family because they feel that then it will be very hurtful when they go back. Then they go back to the country they're living in and then they feel like, oh no, I should have 
enjoyed more my family. When they come back to the, the country where they're living, they are experiencing some freedom. Okay, I don't need to worry again about being very educated as my mom likes. We feel this freedom again, but then we miss our family and friends. So it's really living in between. What we focus on is helping people integrate both parts and see how it makes them richer in culture, in experiences, and in skills. Yeah, it's always better to be a hybrid, a mix of two. Yeah, definitely. Even some things that we do make the integration process harder. What do you see people doing that holds them back? One of the things that holds us back the most is stereotypes. So there's a very interesting TED talk from Chimamanda Adichie who says the problem with stereotypes is not that they are untrue, but that they are incomplete. So often when we come to a new culture, we have some stereotypes about how people are and how they're going to treat us. Also, we think they have stereotypes about us and our culture. Assuming and believing completely these stereotypes hold us back a lot from getting to know more local people feeling scared that they will judge us or they won't be interested in our culture. Another thing that plays a huge role is that we don't often acknowledge that immigration comes with grief. It goes through all the stages that a normal grief goes, just as if you had lost someone. When we neglect the fact that we are going through grief, we might be avoiding emotions or feeling angry and not knowing why or feeling resistant to learn the language and we don't know why. And sometimes just saying, okay, this is grief and this is difficult, but I can overcome it, can give us a lot of peace. Just to say, okay, it's normal, it's okay that today I don't want to, in my case, for example, (laughs) learn German. It is okay that today I miss a lot my family and I want to cry. So normalizing this grief process can help us redirect how we are dealing with these emotions. I hadn't thought about it that way before. I had a really hard time when I first moved. I moved, then within a few months I got married, then I got pregnant, then I miscarried, and then it just like, it's too much all at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Hadn't thought about the moving as part of the grief also. My goodness. Yes, (laughs) it's, it's part of the grief, definitely. It sounds like you've had many challenges and I don't know how you overcome it, but I'm I'm just going to jump in here and make a a guess. I I see the amazing project you are working in and I can maybe guess that you found a lot of purpose there. Yeah, definitely. It was nice to, at first starting as a distraction, but then you see that it's helping people and you put more and more into it. So it did help. That's a great way to transcend a difficult situation. When we go through a crisis or a huge challenge and we find a way to make it meaningful, then it changes everything. That allows us to take the next step in grief towards acceptance and restitution. That would be, okay, how do I adapt to the new reality? Yeah, you have to get to that point some people it takes longer than others but everyone has their own process definitely 
being aware that the process is going on is very important. That's very true. For those of our audience who are thinking, oh my goodness, I can relate to this. Some of you might be crying right now <laughs> because it is a very serious process that if you haven't been through it, you don't really understand it. It is. Which is exactly why I want to let you know about Paulina and Ida's Expat Con Proposito workshop. It sounds really amazing, so I'm just going to read it straight from the website. It's for up to 15 people. It's free, in case you were wondering. So, on the website, it says here, ¿Quieres saber cómo encontrar tu yo profesional como emigrante? Do you want to find out how to find your professional self as an immigrant? Then you give this very nice explanation, which I'm just amazed by the writing of this website. Nosotras como expats y psicólogos, psicólogas, hemos trabajado con muchos emigrantes. Sabemos la importancia de que tener Tiene encontrar tu propósito y tu voz cuando llegas a un entorno laboral de otra cultura. En respuesta a esta necesidad y con la firme convicción de que debemos hashtag hacer comunidad, ofrecemos esta masterclass gratuita. I'm very glad that you like it. So while uh, doing my thesis, I found out that one of the most stressful factors for immigrants was the, the vocational stress. Having these obstacles related to finding a job is one of the things that lead us to stress while adapting to the new country. Since we both had struggled with that, we thought, okay, so since psychology consultant is a result from working with this problem ourselves, we definitely need to as a gift, <laughs> give it to other expats, is definitely the first step into finding well-being in the new place. Yeah, sometimes the hardest part is just finding the information. How do you write your resume in the new culture? How do things work in the new business culture? How do you register? It can be very stressful. Completely. And besides all the practical side that we do include in the workshop we talk a lot about how these limiting beliefs that we make ourselves are probably holding us back so for example if you're thinking they will never hire me because I don't have a perfect accent in English or in German or whatever language you are learning or if we think we will not sound as intelligent as we would sound in our native language many of these ideas that we develop, we start believing them as if they were the only truth. Then we avoid this difficult situation and we lose the opportunity to prove ourselves wrong or to learn from the experience. That's a good point. I see a lot of my clients too that struggle with that. They're super qualified for a job offer, but they don't even apply sometimes because they're worried about their accent. I can understand the feeling. I do feel it still with English sometimes and especially with German for sure. The feeling is going to stay there and sometimes we're going to feel insecure. That's normal. 
what we decide to do with this insecurity will make a complete change. So it's not about directly fighting our beliefs, but assuming that they may not be completely true and that we can always add new information to our perception can lead us to stay curious and continue acting. Okay, so even though I feel a little bit insecure, I can decide to expose myself to the situation and, I don't know, stay a little bit curious. Let's see what happens. Maybe they love the conversation with me. Yeah, even talking to many Latinos for work, it's not so much the accent that is the thing that needs attention because we love talking to people who have a different accent. Your accent is your personality, who you are, where you're from. It's important to just dance with that fear. Tell it, I see you, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Fear can be a great companion if you know how to treat it. So you don't need to get rid of it. Yeah, that's true. It can be a good motivator to be on your best behavior too. <laughs> Definitely. It's very necessary. This fear, sometimes it's, it's more anxiety or stress. And we need stress to get motivated. So if we stop seeing this anxiety as the enemy or the barrier and we see it as the motor, the gas we need to go and carry out the interview or continue learning or whatever we're facing, then it becomes an ally. It's not an enemy anymore. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between the anxiety of stress and the urgency of stress. Exactly. That's a good point. Thank you so much, Paulina. I want to pass it back to you. Can you tell us the actual web address of your website and how we can get in touch with you and Ida? Okay, so the website is apsychologyconsultant.com and you can find all the information to contact us in the website. You can also reach us through LinkedIn I'm always happy to connect and talk to people. We also always give out uh, a free interview or session where we tell more about our services and get to know the client, what they need, what they want, to tell them if we could help them. So feel free to reach out and we will be very happy to hear from you. That sounds great. Make sure you follow that on LinkedIn. They have their own company page where they're always sharing little tips. <laughs> and if you're really interested also check out that workshop again it's free it's one hour to figure out how to form your new self go ahead and check that out everybody thank you very very much Gabby for all your support and this amazing interview it's been very nice getting to know you I'm glad you could make it Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite listening app to hear other episodes. For more info about our courses, editing services, or our scholarship program, look at our website, cleverhybrids.com. You can also find the transcripts and show notes for our episodes there. This is Gabby V. Until next time, learn by doing and asking.